Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. And the race to say good morning is on, and I beat you. So, good morning. I actually didn't realize we were in a race. <laughs> so you were in competition with yourself, Dad. Yeah, typical. Yeah. Good morning, good though. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Love our mornings. And we had a great, great breakfast. I am a little full this morning. Yeah. It was a, it was a, a heavy breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was good. good. Which is really unfortunate because I started a diet this week. And then I feel like... I really went very heavy on the potatoes and the eggs and the rye toast this morning. I'm, no. dra- I'm dragging, Dad. I hope you're going to carry this episode. This is going to affect our listenership because people are going to hear that and then they're going to stop listening and, and veer <laughs> off and get breakfast. They're going to so. be like, you know what? Now that you mention it, I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> kind of hungry. I'm done with you two, so goodbye. <laughs> yeah, but I'm dragging this morning, Dad. You're going to have to put the team on your back today. All right. I got it because, uh, you know, I'm... Uh, I'm in control here. Are you in control? <laughs> I have to congratulate you, Dad. You've Me? had a very, very, very busy couple of weeks. I have, yes. And listeners, for those of you that that know my dad, he has a few things that, like, your favorite things are probably the work you do with Wayne Day, mm-hmm. uh, which Wayne Day is a, a fair that, like, a day that we have. We live in Wayne, New Jersey, and it's a day of Wayne. Like it's just it's a big festival and it's uh, thousands and thousands of people and it was it was wonderful. And then yesterday, you had your classic rock night performance, which is your other favorite thing, which is the Wayne Rotary Club that right. you're involved with. That's it, a big charity, yeah, and you right. get to play. So it was so cool to watch you. Um, maybe I will share a video of you playing Nirvana Unplugged. It was right, even though I was plugged. <laughs> you were plugged, yeah. I was. Yes, but uh, yeah, the Nirvana version of of The Man Who Sold the World by David Bowie. Yeah, so, so anyway, it's been a very, very exciting, yes. busy week for Joe Graziano. So, yes, and the so band you know had a couple of Thank gigs you. too. Thank you, Dad, for you know still being willing to hang with me here and do the podcast, even though you've got so many big things going on. Well, it's really tough to have breakfast with you on Sundays and then you know, I know. record our great podcast. I do not make it easy. <laughs> so I'll try and be better company moving it's forward. It's all, it's all very good. But anyway, Dad, what do you want to talk about today? Well, um, I tried to come up with a carpentry pun that would work. Oh, I God. think I nailed it. Dad, what did I tell you about the dad jokes in the beginning of the episode? People are going to just turn this off. Anyway, what we are actually going to talk about today is something that I think is very... I told you to put the team on your back and here I am having to carry us forward anyway. Anyway, listeners, I am so sorry for that. But what we are actually going to talk about today is something that is very important. We're in the midst of, I guess, the the latest like buzzword or term that it's been coined is the great resignation, right? Mm -hmm. We keep hearing about, you know, the talent gap. We keep hearing about this great resignation where people are, you know, saying, okay, I need to be fulfilled in my work. Maybe they feel underappreciated at their job. Um, Employers are having a hard time finding good talent because Mm -hmm. 
People are being highly selective about where they work, what kind of work they do, how many hours they work, you know, et cetera, right? Whether or not they're going to go into an office. So very challenging time for people that are on a career path and trying to figure out what they want to do. And employers and leaders that are trying to find and retain good talent. So what we are going to talk about today is the talent dilemma and what that means. Right. So let me put it this way. There's personal development, there's personal growth, there's personal what we want to do, and there's organizational. So this will be a, um, a you know multi-episode thought, but on this talent dilemma, think about this. We are talented or we're not talented in certain areas, right? I'm going to use the guitar just as, as an example. There's talent and then there's competence, right? So I can be talented playing the guitar, but I don't spend any time with it and I barely you know, study it and whatever. And that doesn't make me competent. It just means I might have a talent for it, but I have not developed that talent. And then you have competence and ourselves and in other people that we work with. Competence has to do with the amount of practice and work we do to build a skill set and become competent and skilled in that, right? So for example, if I'm not really a talented guitarist, but I've studied and I work hard, I could be pretty good guitarist. I may not be great. Maybe that talent pushes you with the little nuances. But so anyway, just using that as an example. And there's a great, I was just going to say, there's a great book. I don't know if you read this, Dad, but it's worth reading if you hadn't. There's a great book. um, I think it was The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm -hmm. And he starts to really like dissect that whole topic looking at like pro athletes and people that not even just pro athletes, but looking at people that are at the absolute top of their field Mm -hmm. or at the top of their, you know, career or sport, whatever it is. And he breaks down, you know, kind of like the innate skill or things that like what you innately are good at right? versus like, like how is, how does Michael Jordan become Michael Jordan? Is it that he was just born with an absolute gift Or is it that from a very young age, he was so disciplined and put in, you know, 100,000 hours, right? Or how many hours does it take for somebody to be at the top of their game, right? Right. So it's a really interesting book. I read it years ago, so I'm having trouble remembering all the the gory details, but it basically dissects that. Like, is it skill or is it what you, your discipline and practice? I think to to make the top of the top of the top, it, it you have to have all of it. Exactly, but that's I okay. think the talent but, dilemma, right? There's a balance of you know what you're born with, and then how hard you're willing to work to get there. Correct. And you can flex either way. You can be born with less talent, and if you work really hard, you can be just as good as somebody mm-hmm. that was talented. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm and I'm only using guitar just because. I'm not a great guitar player and, and all that. And, I know. And whatever. I know. But <laughs> what I mean kidding. is, you know, I work at it and I'm in a band and I play and I'm learning from others and I listen and I, you know, pick things up. So I'm competent and, and you know, I play, but there's no way I can't, I am, I'm not at the level nor anywhere near the level of anybody that could really make money at it professionally, you know, and, and that type of thing. Okay. But where I'm going with this is I don't need to because where I 
play, you know, having fun in a band and we do get paid and we, we're, we're good enough that people keep coming back and places keep hiring us. Well, I'm not trying to be an Eric Clapton or, or anything. I'm just, I'm just a guy that has a job and a beautiful family and I like to perform music on the side, right? You right. See, you know what I'm saying? So, so the, you have to place... kind of establish what your goals are and then match your the level that of, of what you put into it right. to that. So now, now take that professionally. Um, we have jobs. Everybody has a job, right? Now, some of us have jobs that we've really cultivated and we've wanted to be at and so on. And some of us have jobs to pay the bills because they want to travel or they need to, you know, raise their kids and you, you know what I'm saying? So, well, I think that's cur- like, is it is it a career and a passion, or is it a or job? Is it a job, that right, exactly. So, if if and where we're going with this is is that uh, we want to take this. The reason we said multi. We actually don't know where we're going with this. Is no, what- I know exactly where I'm going. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. What I'm saying is, it's it's we're going to do this in multi episodes because there is the personal. What is Joe Graziano? Christina want to do professionally and how do we blend your talents and your competence and your skills if you manage a team well you've got now you've got multiple people and people with varying levels of investment in their job is it a job for them or a career are they competent skill wise and do great work in that job, are they also able to become leaders and managers, or are they better off staying as an individual contributor but doing a darn good job at that? So these these are the things that you have to think about. One of the big mistakes people make is that someone is a superstar at what they do, technically skilled, and then we say, you know what, I don't want to lose them. We'll give them a promotion, make them a manager. And you all of a sudden put them in charge of some other people. And you, and then you don't train them for it. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that, you know, they're not that great really at managing other people. But they were really, really good at what they were doing. And what did we just do? Well, and, and part of it is also sometimes, you know, every a lot of people are looking for that next thing mm-hmm. just because they're you know, sometimes they're just um, a little bit, sometimes it's it's just, you know, antsy, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just having an itch for something else. Like people get bored of, can, sometimes people get bored of consistency. Right. Or, you know, they feel like there's some expectation that, you know, you have to be always striving for something else, something bigger, something well, more. Correct. When yeah. that's not what makes everybody happy. Sometimes people like I think to truly be somebody that wants to be in leadership, there's got to be like some kind of passion that's driving that. And I think like a passion for people or influence. Right. And being able to really like make an impact in a different way. But for some people, you're going to be happiest if you're able to just do what you're really good at and and keep getting better and better and better and better at that. At at that. Yes, exactly. And, And as a manager it's really key to understand and find out and have that relationship with your people that you you learn that about them so you can maximize their their fulfillment their satisfaction to the benefit of your organization and as it as us as individuals we have to think about that also 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use myself as an example um, because, you know, we all know, if you've listened to the podcast, that I was a recovering accountant, right? I went to school. <laughs> I love how you refer and, uh, <laughs> to it. I've actually gotten a little bit. 12-step program. <laughs> we, we've, we've actually gotten some heat from uh, some accountants that listen to the show. <laughs> I have a very good girlfriend that's in accounting and she listens. Hi, Elvia. Um, but she actually has on several occasions been like, Dude, you know, like enough with the jabs at accountants. <laughs> like not, we love accountants. I love accountants too. <laughs> it was just that I and and it caused me to have str- struggles professionally at some points in time, but in my life. But I early on made a commitment to myself that I was never going to be unhappy in what I was doing. Like not not just professionally, right? Profe- no, I'm talking about professionally. Yeah. <laughs> professionally because you were at the beach this week so that (laughs) (laughs) you're willing to be unhappy personally well occasionally (laughs) to save my marriage you know and keep it going but um uh but so where i'm going with this and i'm gonna so we're starting this episode on the personal your your own personal decisions around this talent competence and i'm using myself as an example you know i went to school for accounting and then i went and worked at a cpa firm and then spent three years there putting in my quote time, and then went to a corporate environment in the tax department thinking, okay, I'm not really happy in this, and so let me do the corporate tax thing, and did that, and then I wasn't really, I was happy, you know, whatever, and and so on, but I wasn't fulfilled. It wasn't what I, I was realizing it wasn't what I wanted to do. Well, and especially after, like, when you start out and you're in that mindset of, okay, I need to I need to do my time right to get yeah. to the point where I'm fulfilled. <laughs> and yeah. then you were at the point that you worked for, right? Where you had put in your time, you right. had like worked the long hours. And then it was like, you know, you were at that, the uh, golden arch at the end of the road, McDonald's. Um, <laughs> but once you got there, then you're like, wait, this, this is what I worked so hard for, but I'm not feeling it. Right, right. You know, it's not easy because I had a lot of feelings of, being a loser like uh, or a failure not a loser but a failure you know that I'm, I'm failing myself I, I did this and and so on and then you think you're but, thinking about all the time you wasted right. right on something that right but you see where I made the difference for me is that I uh, computers were back then com- the PCs were coming in really big and I somehow latched I just enjoyed the computers like I so when I was at Lipton in the tax department, I volunteered. I took all these computer courses that they were offering, you know, on uh, spreadsheets and and all the computer courses, and I volunteered to take all of our tax spreadsheets that were on paper and stuff and put them on spread on electronic spreadsheets. And I became enamored with computers, and that's when I left and started my own computer consulting business, selling accounting software to businesses you, you see what i'm saying well and, and that's i think the big so, thing for as we're talking about this talent dilemma right and mm-hmm. how it impacts each of us personally mm-hmm. i think that's the biggest thing is like every single um every single path that you take is either a path that's bringing you to where you're supposed to be or it's a path that's setting you up for what's next right and we talk, I, I feel like we talk about it every week, but just like being, 
being present and keeping an eye out for the things that are like the the moments where you're like, ah, wait, that that direction feels like something that is exciting to me. Correct. And then resetting your goals so that you can, because like you weren't, you didn't have an innate skill for computers, right? But you, that was something that there was a certain level of passion for and you were able to learn that. So then you had the competence to then go into that. I had a talent for it. The talent that you had was that there was something you were passionate about and right. cared about, and then you you were able to learn the skills that you needed in order right. to take it and do something with it. Right, it fascinated me, and then you know I ended up making doing something with it. Now, but so- you took the courses, right? So that's where I think like it's it's a matter of are you willing, you us our listeners, right? Are we willing to put in the time? Mm-hmm. To put ourselves in a position where then you can capitalize on that thing that makes you happy. That, that's correct. That's a good point because it, it's not like, you know, oh, I really like these and then get it and I don't, I don't know what to do with it. So I took, I took whatever courses the company offered and, and that I thought would, would give me the most rapid traction to turn something theoretical or something that I just liked into something that I, was practical where I could take the work I was doing and make it you know, electronic that way. Exactly. And I mean, you may have been more technically inclined than, than somebody else, like, mm-hmm. but then you were, you took the time to really study it and learn it right. so that you could be an expert. Correct. And so uh, advice to those of you that are in a, let's say a job, whether it's a career or a job, and you are feeling, you know, maybe you're in a rut or maybe it's not quite what you want. What's beautiful about most corporate environments is that there are lots of opportunities there. And, uh, and I see that where I am and I've seen it in other companies. If you express that to others, you know, appropriately, uh, there might be ways for you to get fulfilled right within the same company. Like you don't have to resign and go to another company that you don't know anything about necessarily. Um, and you can you know, find out, you know, what's going on. And if you're managing other people, make sure that you kind of can get clued in on some of this. If somebody is, is not quite, you know, uh, happy, let's say. Well, and I think a lot of people are afraid of asking the, the, I don't want to say the hard questions, but they're afraid of asking the questions and addressing like sometimes the elephant in the room, which is like, do you like what you're doing and what do you want to be doing? Right. And, I talk to a lot of young people at, you know, at, at our company that are just starting out. And one of the things that I think is important is that the early experiences that you said, like you, you mentioned, like when you were kind of like doing, putting your time in, right. Mm-hmm. And like building, building the groundwork for what you were going to do next. Don't be too eager to move on to the next thing until you have gotten everything that there is to get out of your current situation and that doesn't I don't mean that to say like stay in something for too long right but I think sometimes like you know when when you're building a foundation especially early in your career there's certain jobs that you're exposed to people you're you have a certain level of where everybody is willing to help you and invest in you and don't be too, don't be too eager to make that end prematurely um, Great point. because I think sometimes like there's foundation 
that if you, you know, really spend your time and look at, okay, how can I be as good as possible in this role where maybe you're doing your time, putting your time and doing the doing something that it's not necessarily what you ultimately want to be doing, but it's something that's giving you the education and, you know, and and like I said, like the foundation for you to build on. Mm-hmm. Don't try and shortcut that. Like until you really feel like you like squeezed all of the juice out of uh, one of those foundational roles, don't be too eager to just scratch that itch and hop. That is a great, a great point. That's a great point. Because I mean, I, I think about that, like when I started out and I was interning and then, you know, just getting to spend time booking appointments, going on the appointments with sales reps, I learned so much in that time. And I mean, it if I didn't have that, it was probably between the in, my summer internship and then, you know, through my last year of college, I probably was doing that kind of stuff for a, a good year, I would say, before I actually started full time. Mm-hmm. And it was such an important, like, just just such an important platform that then I had to, you know, go and, and do more. Right, right. And to your point, on the flip side, the your managers, your, your supervisors, whatever they were, um, if they have any brains... They, they would want to know if you want to maybe explore some other things or, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think, you know, that's what I love about what, we, what you and I are doing. And, you know, my experience, your experience is that when you're very starting out, you just think, you know, I have to impress my boss at all turn. But, you know, your boss or your manager needs to, let's say, not necessarily impress you. But they don't want to lose you either if you're talented and you have competence. Yeah, it's a two-way it's, it's a, a two-way, two-way street. street. So if you express, you know, some desire to, you know, look, I'm soaking everything in and I'm and I'm great and it seems, you know, I, I may want to, you know, even if it's to push the envelope, like, you know, let's say, yeah, I know I I'm new, but I, I, I kinda I, I wanna I wanna go out and, and meet that prospect and I have some ideas about how we can approach it. You, you know, express yeah. that and let your your supervisors know that. And especially it, the way things are today, and I think m- most companies, I can speak for my own, I certainly see it at your organization too, but I, I think most companies as a whole want to retain good people at all costs, and yes. it doesn't matter where. So right. any good any good leader, any good manager is looking at, okay, yeah, I love having you in this role because you kick ass, mm-hmm. but my God, if you are thinking about leaving and there's something else that we can find for you that would be more suited to where you're trying to go, well, hell yeah, we're going to try and figure out where that is. So I think be vocal and speak up. Like if you're, if you're starting to get that itch and if you feel like, I think like when we talk about the talent dilemma, part of it is if you're talented, right. And you're doing a good job and there's a culture fit at your organization, Mm -hmm try and find another spot if there if there if you're in a job or a role that that isn't feeling right for you but you feel like there's a good culture fit and like you can add, add value at your organization try and explore that at all costs because company culture is a big deal and if yeah. you find a good a good organization where you feel like you fit and you feel like you're valued i i just think like vocalize if there's something more or something different that you want to be doing that's good because it's not right. always hopping to a new company isn't always the answer. No, it's not. And there's a ton of, depending on how large your organization is, there's usually a ton of opportunity right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Very the company good. culture sucks, then maybe leave. But 
Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you, and only, you know, you can only answer that question yourself, <laughs> you know. But push but ask the questions. Exactly. Very good. So this is this is really the you foundation. Know, foundation for for a few more episodes on this because a few. Oh really? yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're just gonna keep 30, talking about 40, this talent. 50, Maybe, no, yeah. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. We're not gonna do that. But no, but, but I, I just think this is such a cool topic. But think about it. Yes, just to give a little, you know, tease. There's talent. You, you can be talented, but you don't fit in in your organization, or you're talented and you do fit in in the organization. Think about that from pers- your own personal self. I'm doing a great job, but for some reason, I'm not getting traction. Or you're managing people. And you have talented people, but they don't fit in or they do fit in. Competence, are you doing what's right for yourself and your company by learning and developing and becoming competent? And I go back to And my, asking for what you need if you feel like you don't if have. If you don't have it. And I'll go back to my dad's, my, my dad's favorite quote, which I loved and I've used it before. Some people have... 20 years of experience and other people have one year of experience repeated 20 times <laughs> it's so <Okay>? true repeating <laughs> so, bad you know making the same mistakes well, over well, and over they're, again they're the same person they were 20 yeah. years ago they haven't developed they haven't grown they've just done the same thing or you know or they really are 20 years better than they were 20 years ago right you know? um and there's a place you, for all of it but who do you want to be but who do you want to be and who do you want to have on your team right okay so you know, there's that. And then the critical piece here that we'll talk about talk about in another episode, there are leaders and there are individual contributors, and you can move from individual contributor to leader if that's within your, you know, wheelhouse. But not every great, talented, competent performer is a leader, and that is not a bad thing. Well, and not every leader is a competent, a talented, talented individual contributor. That is correct. That's correct. They say, what is that that they say? Some of the, uh, if you can't do, you may as well teach. Or well, no, what, no. what is that well, saying? Yeah, and I don't really those I don't that, agree those with that. Those that can't those do that teach. Can, <laughs> those that can do and those that can't teach, but I don't believe in that. I, I think know. that's BS. Is that because uh, you spent some time teaching yeah, in your career? <laughs> And I'm he, not, was, he was I'm a, a sales trainer for many years. <laughs> I'm really not good at anything, so I just talk about it. That's that's the point. But I, I don't believe that at all. No, I, I don't um, either. But No, 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 because leadership and management and teaching and 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 conveying ideas in a in a fun, thoughtful and effective way is its own talent and competence. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? That, that's but some people can do and can't tell anybody how they do it right like there's correct. some people that can't dissect why or how they do something they just know they do it right correct and so you you need if you're if you have a skill that is super you know super technical and and it takes years to develop and all that how in hell you, you, it's usually a very difficult thing for you to teach because you know so many nuances in so many different ways. Right. But if 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 someone said, "Well, I don't understand. Just just tell me what is it that you accomplish?" It might take another person to look at what you're to doing. To look at what you're doing and say, "Well, here is what Christina does. She does this." Mm-hmm. You want to want to you want to stand up and go, "Yeah, but but to do that, I have to do blah 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 blah." You know, but that's not the point. We're just trying to right. sell this or talk about this. 
you know, one thing. So anyway, we're going to cover we're going to cover these topics, and we're going to cover it from a personal standpoint and from an organizational standpoint. Yeah. So for now, cool. let's all think about our goals and like what we want to do and what do you need? Exactly. What because do you need to get there? What I have kind of... always wanted Ugh. to be a Gregorian monk, but I never had the chance. <laughs> I don't even get that one. Get it? No. I always wanted to be a Gregorian monk, but I never had the chance. C-H-A-N-T-S. Oh, chance. Yeah. Sorry. Oh God! So so now what is this? Two dad jokes an episode? I'm gonna give you a third. If you no, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna wrap it up, listeners. Before you have to suffer through another dad joke, thank you so much for being with us today. If you liked what you heard, please like, subscribe, share with a friend, and let us know if you have topic ideas, things mm-hmm. that you want to hear about, things you want to talk about. Because yeah, if you don't, you get dad jokes. So oh. it's you know. Anyway, thanks for listening <laughs> with us. Wherever you are, whatever your story. Thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. I am just shaking my head at you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to resist the chance for Do not day. do a third dad joke. <laughs> do not do a third dad joke. I promise. I won't do it. I'll be a good boy. Ay, for ay, now. Ay, ay, ay. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you in two.